I'm Tom Cavanaugh, and you're listening to the Flash Podcast. Welcome back to The Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash. I'm your host, Brittany Rivera, and with me, as always, are The Flash-tastical Amy Marie and Andy B. How's everybody? Doing well. I'm Flash-tastical. That's great. <laughs> you know, we, we try. Um, yeah, so we're all good. We're all here and ready to record. Um, just a little bit of news. We talked about it last week, but um, a reminder to follow Sheathority on Twitter and Instagram. It's a movement started by the DC TV women, and it's pretty awesome. They've been posting some behind-the-scenes videos of them just talking about their experiences as women in the industry. They post kind of like inspirational um, messages and cool pictures. It's just like a really fun, positive environment. So everyone should go check that out. Um, and I feel like we want to talk about this episode because there was a lot that happened and I know yes. we've already started talking a little bit off there, so. <laughs> We're like, let's just go. So, uh, first impressions, let's go around the table. Uh, Andy, what were your first thoughts of the episode? Go. Uh, just uh, tell me your first thoughts. My first one was that it was, it was fun, but it also had its, its issues. I, uh, I mean, again, I'm loving the fact that season four is keeping up with being you know lighthearted and fun again which you know i think we you know we all we all miss in season three but uh but yeah there were a couple of things that just didn't work for me but i feel that uh, it's um, I, I love the fact that the darkness is over and that we're just back to having some more fun even though there are some things that they could improve upon Brittany, what about you yeah i think I don't know. It was like weird because we complained all last season that it was like too dark. And then this episode, I'm like, this is like too quirky. And I kind of miss not like the darkness, but I feel like it was almost too silly this episode. And I was like, oh, like the Marvel thing, the Marvel thing was cute. But like some things are like, oh, come on. Like the whole like run them running to the church thing to like rush getting married. Like I was like, really, did this just happen? But I think overall it was like a cute, fun episode. I was, I just really need, I just have a lot of Wally feelings that I'm sure we'll get into later. But overall, I think it was cute and like definitely, uh, I definitely good. Like I like that it is returning back to more of the lightness. Maybe it's a little bit like too much on one side of the spectrum. Oh my God. I'm so glad I'm not the only one. I literally was like, okay, is the world loving this episode? Cause it feels like they tried to do legends, but didn't succeed. Like that's, and that's a compliment. I like. I never thought I would compare them to Legends right. and be like Legends. I, I think it, it it was the quirkiness and the little vibes, the things that seem almost like improvised lines that you know were written that hit really well on Legends because that's what we're used to. And on Flash, it hits to a certain degree, and it hits with um, it hits when Cisco does it. But like some of the some little quirky side vibes that side vibes <laughs> that. Uh, Candace, oh my goodness, that Iris made didn't really fly. That being said, I, 
we can't complain. We said, hey, last season was way too dark. This season needed to be a lot more uh, lighthearted. So how can we complain that it was lighthearted? I enjoyed it. I ended up kind of, at first, I was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. But by the end of the episode, I was genuinely uh, enjoying it. And I thought that they did hit those deep dramatic moments really well they landed really well which is something legends has been really good at recently is that they'll have these uh, sort of crazy funny quirky moments and then they'll have these dramatic moments that hit really well um i haven't seen this week's episode though so i don't know how that goes anyway i think flash did it really well this week all i will say is that you're gonna love this week's legend it's actually my favorite episode of the whole TCT week i'm gonna yes. say that oh i haven't yes. seen it yet either i'm so excited i'm really excited <laughs> Oh no! I mean, it's like I, I could not stop gushing about. It. I've been watching it three times already since, well, since it aired last night. So, uh, I think you're gonna really enjoy it. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, other first impressions, I gotta be really, really honest, you guys. I almost didn't make it through the first three minutes of the episode because the actress who plays Hazard is real good, and I know she has an incredible vocal background, but I could not handle her voice. I think, yeah, yeah I think. I don't know if that was like a choice that she made. I liked it because to me it was like very cartoon villain. I don't know why, but I just like love a good like, like straight out of like the Batman, the animated series, like cartoon. So I think like for me, that was like, I just like a bad, like 1940s cartoon gangster. And I just like liked it because it was like hazard and like gambling and I don't know. That was silly, yeah, but I yeah. I didn't mind it when she was like in the red dress, but in the beginning, that part drove me up a walk. I'm like, can you stop with the Valley Girl stereotype? That's what it felt like. That is true. Yeah. Know. Like at the like at Starbucks, complaining about like how to spell your name. Like yeah, yes. been there. Like seeing that person in, in Starbucks in California for sure. <laughs> and you're like, can you just move on? I need my latte now. It felt like a really like they were trying to almost do like a Harley Quinn type of character, but just less psychotic and just really. I mean, no, not no pun intended, but just having really really bad luck. All right, should we move on to... Well, I guess we're already talking about Hazard. <laughs> yeah, what did you think of her as a villain, like, overall? Because I thought, I mean, as a, I feel like I experience a lot of bad luck in general, so I definitely related, but then also I was like, I don't feel the need to take it out on everybody else. Like, I don't know, I, it's like a lot of things... I mean, the whole beginning part was just, like, a lot of things going wrong, and I'm like, this is not, like, the end of the world. It's just, like, typical... Except, like, besides her boyfriend, like, cheating on her, which was kind of, like, a terrible thing to do, you know? But other than that, you're just like, really? Like, this is what, this is your, this is your villain origin story? <laughs> Plus, can we be realistic for a second? She spilt a drink on a guest. That is not fireable material. It was, and he grabbed, he, had, like, and he's, it was sexist. It was really sexist, to be honest. And her and, like, grabbed her. Like, that was, like, you know, like, and she, of course she's going to react. Like, I, yeah, like, you're just, like, mad. Like, yeah. No, like I think it would have it would have flown better if she had turned around and socked him like accidentally, and been like, "Oh, that's bad. I just punched a client." But uh, overall, I really enjoyed her character. I liked Hazard much better than I liked Rebecca Sharp. If that makes sense. Like I liked the yeah. concept of her metahumanness. Yeah, like and I liked how she like you know you could definitely see like the change in her personality, and she was super like confident and stuff and. I like the powers. I thought those were cool. Like, the more good luck you get, the more bad luck everything was. And I, and I liked, I like when Barry goes and it says hello to her, and you can watch things start to edge close to bad luck. I thought that was a really good sequence when they're in jitters. That was that was very well done. That really showed off the powers in a good way. I like how they explained her power because I felt for the first time. And I mean, look, I am no science boy at all. Like I. 
I don't get science. I will, I never get. I don't get biology. But for once, like when they were explaining it at the beginning of the episode, I felt like, oh my god, maybe I am not that stupid. I actually kind of understood this. I am. I, I think it's safe to say that Rebecca Sharp is definitely not. <laughs> Related to Agent Sharp on Legends Tomorrow because I it just crossed my mind like oh they have the shit saying that last time I'm like no 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 this there's no way because if that's where Ava come a family that Ava comes from then oh lord could you imagine what her childhood must have been like um but uh, no I again as she was I mean th- that's the thing with one you know with the villain you know sometimes the one of villains that we have sometimes they're done pretty one dimensional sometimes they're done fairly good enough and sometimes they're really well done and I think I think she's definitely gonna be memorable but not maybe for the best reason I think there's some good things with her but also like like Amy said the voice was really annoying and I am um, and again like, I haven't seen her anything like this I don't really know what she usually talks like but but you know if Amy you know she, she seems to know what her uh, uh, like vocal background is like so apparently this probably isn't how she's talking in real life and I hope not because damn that would be crazy but no but she was she was all right for what uh, for what it was. It was more like the 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 powers that were more admirable. I'm a little bit skeptical how she got the powers <coughs> because I was I had a different theory last week. But no, it was it, and also it's just fun whenever we get to see female villains. So yeah, she was like, and, it was fine. Sorry, go on. And I like how she connects back to the thinker. Like I like the, again, like the thinker's just such a good bad already, and we, he, we haven't even seen him and Barry get anywhere close to each other. But I love how he's just like moving all these chess pieces to where they need to be. And, you know, I like that he was kind of just watching her progression and like he knew that this wasn't just like an like an ordinary bad luck, you know, girl like he knew this was going to become like he everything happened to get her onto that bus to become, you know, a metahuman. So it was just super interesting in that regard, too. Um, I want to actually talk about something else because I want to see what Amy thinks about the return of uh, Harry Wells. Um, He came back to our earth earth one and he had some bad news for wally which i did not appreciate but what what did you guys think about the return of harry because i personally found him to be i forgot like guess how brisk and like i know at the end he explained kind of why his behavior was the way it was and you know he always has that typical attitude but i kind of forgot how much of a of a jerk that harry is um, i know what you were about to say right there <laughs> i was like i can't yourself. say that word um yeah. i I agree. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. He can be kind of a, a jerk. Um, but I did enjoy seeing him back. I couldn't help it. I was really excited. I was stoked. I'm like, oh, Harry's back, which is exciting enough. Uh, and it was it was good to see him work as part of the team. He solved the problems. He, he added that needed dynamic that I think was missing last season that we didn't get with HR. So I'm glad that Harry's back, and I'm glad he's back to stay. That makes me really happy. Although the yes, the whole Jesse thing, not cool. No, I hate when stuff like happens off scene, like off screen. Like obviously they didn't want to just like hire Violet to come in for like you know ten minutes and like break up with Wally or whatever. But just like hearing that she has like this whole life where she has her own Team Flash on her Earth, I'm like, can we see that? Can we see like her Team Flash and like see what she's doing and like get some closure? And then Wally like goes off quote unquote to like earth two to go talk to her. I'm like, we don't get to see any of that. And I'm like, <sighs> come on, there's like all this stuff happening on the side that I need in my life. Andy, do uh, you want to explain your long sigh? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I will, no, I will say a little bit later for the, the Wally discussion. I, I will say it was nice to see Violet in her blonde hair that she's sporting right now. And it's, it's because it's interesting because she, in the comics, she is, you know, she is, 
blonde. So, and I think she's rocking it on in live action as well. So that was nice. But yeah, I, I, I could not grasp the idea of a breakup cube. I'm like, what the, what is the mindset on earth too that this is like the way they it's, think? It's the, it's, it's the equivalent of a breakup text. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that much I understood, but I was kind of like, that's, that's really cruel. And I, I mean, I will say this, the only thing that really made me laugh about the breakup cube was when, um, Harry had another temper tantrum later in the episode and he threw the the cube on the wall, but it actually hit him back in the forehead. I, like, I must be a really bad person if I'm laughing about that for, for another whole day after that episode of the air because I was, like, I was jiffing it. I was, I've done, I may have done a little repeat video with just that shot repeating over and over and over again with uh, a certain Gwen Stefani song that I wonder if some of this will able to pick up on. I sent the clip to Brittany and I um I will maybe release it online later, but it was yeah, Harry I will say this, I'm fine with Angsty Harry and I although it was kind of funny for a second, I was thinking, man, what if this is you know, to throw in some Riverdale here, like what if this is how Jughead becomes when he's like full adult? I kinda dig it. Um I I will say this though, something that I also kinda laughed about was the fact that for the first time in all of the Arrowverse shows Someone was wearing a good wig because Harry's hair was a wig, and I was and I couldn't tell until what? Next... Yes, I'm, I didn't know that. I'm, yeah, so I'm shocked, uh, right? So, so are you guys winning winning the 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 wig contest this season? Are you guys being sarcastic? Or are you actually like, no, no? I really because... have no idea. Like, I no, I'm like actually like I need to go back and like look at pictures now or something because I really had no clue. Because at Comic Con he was he had shaved his head. So then I realized, but then there's no, how could he have grown all that hair back so quickly? So, but then the next day I realized. Sorry? I don't think it's that hard. (laughs) No, but is it? I mean, he had shaved his head and they filmed episode, and they, they filmed episode three back in, I want to say late July, early August. So it was, yeah, it was interesting. Maybe he just used like miracle hair growth. What's the, what's the Rogaine? Probably not. Or like that, uh, like stuff that you like the Kia pet stuff, like. <laughs> That's good. But uh, no, I I, I I like that he's gonna stick stick around. I like that he actually apologized. I mean, well, that Cisco ha- made ha- wrote his apology for Cisco. So, I uh, and I kind of like that they, you know, he kind of admitted that yeah, I have no life. Uh, although I kind of just want to go back to Earth Two and see what Jesse's team looks like. I mean, like team quick uh, uh i want it to be like an or like an earth two ver- like i think everyone on team quick is like the, the mirror version of like so they have like their own cisco like i just want her team to be the same as team flash but just I, like maybe it's like a girl cisco instead and like you know because she's the girl speedster and it's like a boy caitlin like i just want everything to be like the opposite well there's an earth in dc comics that actually where the, the there's gender reversal so like there's like there's an earth where superman batman aquaman green arrow so they're all females and then one woman is a male so, I mean, if if anyone should be a female Cisco on Earth 2, it's definitely going to be Amy because she's Amy Multiverse. So I'm just saying. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I get... Hmm. Where? I just thought, like, Caitlin was, like, not really in this episode. I just realized. Uh, I hadn't realized that Wally wasn't in most of it till the yeah. end when he's like, you guys didn't even notice I wasn't there. I, I was know. like, oh my god, I didn't either. So Wally in this episode, he... You know, he gets dumped in the worst way possible through a cube, which, you know, 
I mean, who would have ever thought that would happen in your life? And then, but then this has been building up for the last three weeks is that he is not really being needed. People are somewhat forgetting him. And in this episode, it kind of comes to a culmination point. And this was kind of like the final straw. And he has decided to leave Central City. He's going to go to Blue Valley, which is actually an interesting DC connection. And to kind of f- find himself the way that Jesse was off screen justifying it. And um, I... I kind of want to start on this point, if that's okay, because I I, don't, I know I'm going to forget it, when I'm, because I've been building up it all day. I Because people have been freaking out. There's been misleading articles, there's been headlines, there's been confusion, and I kind of just need people to chill. This is not the departure of Wally West. He's going to be back. If, if, he had, if I'm looking at it from a journalist perspective, this is not the way a show would deal with a departure. If this was Wally West truly leaving The Flash... There would have been advanced screenings of this episode in LA with reporters and then with Keenan and then one of the showrunners because that's what they always do on those CW press screenings. And then there would have been a bunch of postmortem articles and like announcement articles from Deadline, Variety, and EW at 9.01 p.m. Eastern or something. None of that happened. So that means that Wally is not leaving the show. He actually, the thing was, Keenan, Lo- and if you're looking from the behind scenes thing, he was in Japan doing some stuff when after episode three was shot. So I guess he was working on his music projects. So I guess he maybe asked for some time off or whatnot. That's, that's my presumption. So he prob- he's obviously going to be gone for a couple of weeks. But I, by the time we get to the crossover, you will most likely see him there again. So for anyone who's like really... Like, because I saw a lot of people freak, freaking out last night, but I wanted to save it till the podcast to kind of just assure people that he's not leaving. That's that's not how CW shows deal with the parts. If if this was if this was him truly stepping away from the show and not being a series regular anymore, there would have been a buttload ton of announcements. Now, did he do it in a good way? Oh hell no! This was not handled well at all. So, because it, I, I like Brittany said, I hate off screen development i don't think it works i think if you're gonna do something big you have to establish it on screen otherwise it kind of in my mind sometimes it doesn't really count as uh, part of the canon of the show but um but, but amy what are, what are your oh no because Brittany was really frustrated i'm gonna let her talk so she doesn't blow up what were your thoughts on wally west uh the partner from uh team flash for now um, I think it's like a little bit frustrating. I think they've kind of had trouble like figuring out what to do with Wally and like what his role is on the team. And he's like such a fun, like I love the actor. I love the character. I feel like he's just such a fun, like bright, like in the bright show, he's like this fun, bright spot of like, you know, in this cast full of like really dynamic and fun people. And I'm just, I'm like a little sad that they don't like know. I'm glad they like kind of like not sidelining him but I'm glad that they're like acknowledging hey we don't really know what to do with Wally and it's weird for him to just hang around so maybe we'll make him go off and like find himself or whatever um I kind of like there was this article actually someone wrote on Screen Rant saying that Wally should move to Legends and I kind of like love that idea because I know it's not going to happen but just like the one I like I keep saying the the premiere episode of Legends when Wally shows up you're just like oh my god this is the coolest like I love that they're crossing over and the fact that Wally and Nate are like friends on the side like stuff like that I mean if he couldn't be on the Flash it'd be fun for him to, I, I feel like he's a character who could easily inhabit both words, worlds. He could be like, oh, I'm going to pop off over here and go hang out with the Legends for a couple episodes. And then I'll come back to the Flash for Iris's wedding, you know. I feel like that is a fun 
fun place for the character to be and you know they need a speedster on that team they don't have one so that we have a spare speedster lying around we can you know let them borrow it uh but let them borrow him for a second so like stuff like that i feel like they just um don't really know what to do with wally and i really wish like they like they had this i, I just wish they had a little bit more and maybe i wish it was not such an abrupt and awkward thing but I, I did like that he was like hey you guys didn't even notice i wasn't there and you're like oh my god he wasn't there i think that was a really cool moment where he was kind of like you guys don't know i'm here i need to find my own place on the team i did feel like that part but i feel like you just like i wish we had seen him packing and then joe you know goes into his room and says how they had a moment together you know i feel like you're just like gonna speed away at that part like you're just gonna like leave they're like okay bye like he's in star labs like i'm gonna go find myself and they basically just wave him wave as he like walks away <laughs> like it was kind of awkward like i wish they had one more scene with him and Joe or even him and Barry or him and Iris, someone, him and someone just being like, you know, Wally, I see you. Because, you know, Joe kind of did have that moment at the end where Joe was like, you know, you're my son or whatever. But I wish they had a little bit longer just to, you know, we, we're here. We're here for you. Go find yourself. You know, you're a young kid. You didn't go to, co- you know, you didn't get to go to college. You didn't get to find yourself. Like, we'll be here when you come back. You know, that kind of that kind of moment. Laura, not Laura, not Laura, Amy. <laughs> that That's never happened before. Uh, Amy, what were your thoughts on? The, the development for Wally's storyline in this episode and his, for now, uh, departure up from the team. You know, I, I have to agree with Brittany. I feel like they've, they tried really hard to make him fit last season. And I think he did decently enough. I didn't really have, I would not have said, like, if I go back, I wouldn't say, oh, he didn't fit in. But yeah, there was definitely a difficulty in trying to make the team a little bit too big. And it didn't fit with the flow that we had gotten to know. For the team, it was almost too much. I, I'm intrigued by this idea of him going to Legends, and I think we found that Legends tends to to make some of these characters uh, a lot more. It gives them it gives them a greater story and lets them be a little bit different. And for the most part, that works out the best. And Martin Stein is leaving, so there is theoretically space aboard the Wave Rider. Although I don't know how they're going to do Firestorm, so if they're bringing on, it's going to Firestorm, but. I I didn't really have a problem with it. I don't know if that makes sense because I, I I should have a problem with it. I should be frustrated that he's leaving and that it didn't seem like it worked that well. But I actually thought the scene hit really well. I felt emotionally drawn into it. I thought that part where he started out by saying, you guys didn't even notice I was gone, that immediately pulls you in. And I thought that it played really well on screen. I thought that part was particularly well written. I liked Joe taking him to the side. Um, and... I get it because he's young. He's the youngest member of the team by a lot. He's he's the equivalent of just having gotten out of college and now he's lived at home for a couple of months and now he's won a chance to go and rent an apartment on his own. I think it's good to see him getting a chance to stretch his wings and just like Barry said, he needs his own hero's journey. So I think this is going to be good for him and I, I, I'm going to miss him for however long he's gone, even if it's just a couple episodes. But... I think that this has a potential to give him the chance to grow. And like you said, Brittany, we never like to see things like that happen off screen, but seeing as it hasn't really done a whole lot on screen, maybe off screen will be a chance for him to get his own team. Who knows? Maybe there's, what do you say? Blue Valley? I don't know. Maybe other blue people are in Blue Valley. (laughs) I mean, um, what I was going to say is that I, I mean, to, to respond to Brittany, I, I don't. I mean, I see the appeal to maybe have Wally on on Legends, but the thing is, if he's on the team, then 
why does why do the others need then what's the point of the other legends then in that case because he's i mean speedster we've seen how powerful speedster can be and no disrespect to i mean look we have some powerful members of the legends i mean we have freaking captain sarah lance we have uh, citizen steve wait does he go by citizen steel or steel i can't keep up anymore and uh, we have nate we have vixen we have now zari we have i mean we have fires uh, firestorm for now but i'm sure they're gonna bring in some other new half and uh, so and also because and here's the other thing is that show would feel very crowded if they just suddenly put in another kid and also if they're gonna put in another special effects heavy character then i'm kind of getting worried that something is gonna look bad every episode like there's gonna be some effects character that look like you're gonna be able to tell that something doesn't look as good as the other like maybe citizen steel looks cheaper while firestorm and kid flash look perfect and then the following week amaya's uh total magic looks weird so i i feel like just putting on legend i don't think even as it would be like i don't think that should be the solution i think the solution should be that these, these writers need to challenge themselves and find a way to work wally more into the story of this show because if flash comics has been able to do it for years which i've been saying in regard lately about the whole journalism thing for iris which this show is lacking right now is that if comics can figure it out in 22 pages then a 42 minute episode should be able to do that as well in some capacity and i guess i i think i mean look keenan loans that he killed it performance wise i don't think it was I, I, and i love that he and joe had those moments and he and iris had those moments and barry kind of acknowledging yeah like if you you owe it to yourself you, if you need to go on this journey but at the same time there was no build-up to it whatsoever he was gone throughout most of the episode it kind of reminds me of the episode in season two of the flash when she when iris just found out that she had a brother like we didn't see her at all until the very end just sitting there all by herself in the house crying because there's no one she can go to and that stings so I get why they had to do it, and I wish it had been written better, but performance-wise and just, you know, the emotional beats, I mean, it's, it, it hit, it's, you know, it hit, it hit me, definitely, but at the same time, I, I'm, I'm really disappointed lately with the disrespect for Wally West as a character on this show, and I hope that when he comes back, that they will have figured something out, and that, because Wally West is, I mean, this is the first live-action Wally West. We've, we've had berries before in live-action, we've had you know, tons of cartoons, but this is like the first Wally West we've ever had in live action in any media. We don't even know if the movies will ever introduce Wally because Barry Allen in the movies, he's like our age. He's super, he's still in college. So there's no way Wally's going to show up anytime soon. So I just hope that they, I just hope that there's a larger plan and they know what they're doing when they get there. And that, yeah, because I don't want to lose Wally West. I want him to stay on the show and I want these writers, instead of just, thinking that oh our solution should just be like throw on legends no challenge yourself as writers and figure it out if legends can can do it with an ensemble show every week then flash which i know is primarily about barry's story you should be able to figure it out too because you have all these great characters and i feel that it's like you can't just excuse yourself by putting on another show or something like that and if anything if there, if he should go to any other show it should be titans in this way they could find a way to connect the two universes but mm, oh i think amy likes that i like that idea um I, but, see i don't seem to i i find it interesting because usually we're not this polarized on, on this on an issue like this but i really didn't have a problem with the way that wally's exit was done i actually thought that it was well written now granted that that scene was well written the overall mountain of how that was achieved is up for debate but 
it it's, it almost fits naturally, and I, I I think that might be a testament to the fact that we're, Wally's never really found a place on the team, but it it didn't feel inorganic for him to leave. No, no, I, I guess think that's, that's, I think that's, I think that's the problem. Yeah, I think that moment, like like you said, like the moment when he's like, you guys didn't even notice that I was gone. I was like, even as a Wally fan, I was like, I didn't even notice you were gone. Like, it definitely mm-hmm. does hit you. You're like, oh, my God, like, I'm a terrible, like, fan. Like, I think that definitely felt organic, like that whole, that moment. I do agree that that there was some, definitely some organic. Like, I think, yeah, overall, I didn't have, like, a big problem with it. I just, like, I guess maybe just selfishly just wanted more. Like, I just want more more opportunities for Wally to just, like, be there. But I do understand, like him leaving and the way they did it yeah and i, I mean i agree i i will say this amy i i 100 agree with you that it, it was 100 organic for him to leave i just feel that the circumstances and the way they built up to it could have been a little bit more improved because when you don't have any put when you don't put, put any focus on him for the first two episodes and him having these struggling issues and just say that oh i've been feeling this off screen it kind of feels it it, it feels cheap and I know that these writers, like these, are, these, these are fantastic writers. This is a very smart show, but I feel like in, maybe we could have focused less on Rebecca, for example, and maybe focus a little bit more on Wally. Like, like why did no one like check in with him and see like how are you doing with the breakup? Like, it's like it's a very complicated relationship. So, but yes, I. But again, I I hope that we will see him sooner than rather than later, and that when he comes back, he will, you know, they they will have f- things figured out for him and. um and I will say this, though, I cried, like, inside so hard when he was waiting for Jesse with Flower and Big Teddy Bear. And I'm like... Oh. And then and then Lord Mason did yes. that picture, and I was like, are you trying to kill me? Like, oh my god. He's good at that. He's very oh, good. Always. I, uh, you're <laughs> bringing speaking of that, because uh, my friend Rob texted me this morning, he was like... Did you did you ever check in with Brittany to see if she died in those first minutes when she he was holding the teddy bear? Because I can only imagine she was a bit emotional. I'm like, dude, when she trusts me, like she's she knows that this that she, he's leaving this episode. Like, it's already gonna crush her. So <laughs> there's people looking out for you, Brittany. But I uh, Aww. yeah. When I saw his Instagram and he was in Japan, I was like, oh my god, why is Wally in Japan? Like, what's going on? <laughs> why isn't he filming right now? Which is why it's kind of funny. Like he was able to speak Japanese in the premiere. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, that was so cool. Uh, but uh, no, but I, yeah, I, I, but you know, and, and it's interesting. That we all find it. We all have different reasons how to feel about it. But I, but that's what makes a good discussion. So, but let's. Um, what do we want to talk about next? Do we talk about? Um, I. No, go on. I want to talk about like the actual bad luck effect. That's the whole, it. which we we sort of tar- talked about earlier. The, the the concept with Hazard that the, uh, that the more luck she gains, the. <sighs> worse luck goes on around her we kind of touched on it but i liked the science behind it i thought that was really cool and the whole particle accelerator explosion and counteracting the dark matter it worked really well that whole segment where he's trying to take her down and they're in the casino was hysterical like how he manages to cuff himself how he falls over <laughs> a sign falls over. he's like there's literally a sign on me guys i cannot I, I, there is a sign on me i can't do anything and then it's gone down and Wally and uh, with Wall or um, Joe and Cecile. I thought that whole sequence was really, really well done. Um, what about you, Brittany? What did you think about the whole take down the villain sequence in Act Five? 
Yeah, I was well for the the house part. I was like, wait, is the house really old or is it now the bad luck that's coming into play? Because earlier they're mm-hmm. like, it's just an old house, and I'm like, wait, everything's falling apart. And like, I feel like that was just like a fun. Like, I can imagine them like having fun with that scene, just because we've known that set, you know, for so many seasons now. So like seeing it, it was like kind of sad seeing them seeing it get torn apart, but also like I was really enjoying it because it was like the way it was shaking. It was like felt like like a like a Disney ride almost like. I don't know. That part was really cute. Um, I think I was kind of, con- I was glad they explained the particle accelerator because I was like, what just happened? How did that work? Is that an explosion? Are there more metahumans now? Like, I think I had a lot of questions when the particle accelerator went off again. And then like Harry explained it like right after I was like, okay, like it's, it's all good. <laughs> like, but yeah, it was cute. Um, I did enjoy all the goofy, like little things that happened like, throughout the episode, and, like, again, it was one of those things, I liked that it made you think, like, oh, it's, because like, I kept just, like, putting it off, like, you know, I feel like it's one of those things where you think of, do you, are you superstitious, do you believe in good luck or bad luck, some people are like, there's no such thing as bad luck, and then these things just keep happening, and you're like, is this bad luck, and they're just having a bad day, you know, the priest starts, like, coughing, and, like, choking on incense as they try to get married, you're just like, oh my god, like, what is going on? <laughs> so, you know, just, like, goofy, it was just goofy fun. It fit. Was I the only one who like was horrified when that goose got like murdered by the end? No, the- you weren't. Because I was like, oh my god! If I, I was gonna text Amy, and be like, Amy, are you like, are you keeping it? Like, no, she's at work. She hasn't seen this episode. But I'm like, no, this is what is it up with birds in the Arrowverse just having the worst luck ever? Like, like it just you- made me think of the real like life. Because, like, the guy that they had as the pilot looked like the real like pilot. Sully. He, land- he looked like Sully. Like He's Sully. the guy who landed the plane <laughs> on the Hudson. Yeah. So I was dying. I was like, this is the best, like, extra casting that they've had. Because I just really enjoyed that little, like, wink. I, uh, no, I was horrible. I'm like, what's up with birds having the worst luck in the Arrowverse like in, in season 2 of The Flash it was an episode when Cisco was vibing uh, Earth 2 where all the birds were flying into build you know like the windows you know because I think Earth 2 was like collapsing or something and you know th- let's not even get started on the Land Sisters <laughs> and so it's like it, it just seems that the Arrowverse are not bird friendly but no I thought that was really like, it was just hilarious uh, I, I will say this though and this is a shout out to Jason Emmer who uh, on his DCV recap on his YouTube channel that was a slowest slotted machine ever i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like there's no way a slot machine like, that barry and all these people had so much time and that this the slot machine just took forever to go to cherry and i'm like i will admit that there was one point where i actually had to mute rebecca because she she kept saying cherry cherry, cherry in so many months i'm like just shut up <laughs> it drove me crazy uh, no but it was i think it was very i think i thought it was hilarious and um and I mean, again, I think it was the power that was more cool than the actual character. I mean, she was fine with what, she, what it was for what she was, but the power was actually pretty impressive. But um, what was I going to say? I wanted. There's one side thing that I want to talk about. It is that you know the bad luck that people were going through in this episode that was not because of Rebecca. I don't know how I necessarily feel about that because I'm. I okay. I don't want to sound sexist. I don't want to sound that I'm not speaking out of term, but what is it with women in on television always having to go so gaga during wedding planning? Like, I don't like the fact that Iris was suddenly going. I want to get uh, I, the scene. Mm. The scene, bro, for, bro. I don't want bro, to just stop there. I don't get there. it. I just don't it's get a girl it. Thing. It's 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 it's. I 
I, I'm not even dating anyone, and I have my perfect wedding plan. I know where I want to have it, vaguely. I know what kind of dress I want to wear. I know what kind of colors it is. I have a whole Pinterest with wedding planning because it gives us the opportunity to, to, to feel like a princess. We, when you watch like Princess Bride when you're a girl or when you're, when you're younger, you get really excited about the idea of, of organize everything and seeing everything to come together and then have this whole day where you get to be all you get to be a princess and you get to make yourself a princess and not all girls like that there are a lot of girls who are like yeah um we're gonna go to the courthouse and i'm gonna carry a daffodil and we're gonna get married i love the idea of this really fantastic celebration um i don't Brittany, are you the same way please tell me you're the same way no i totally i think there's definitely like i think also just because you're seeing it in movies and tv like this is like your special day and like I'm a person who loves my birthday, so I feel like a whole day, like, about me where I get to wear a pretty dress. Like, I had a big, like, not my Super Sweet 16 MTV style, but I had, like, a pretty big Sweet 16 where I wore, like, a princess mm-hmm. dress. And, like, you know, like, the wedding is just, like, another another step up above that. So I could totally yeah. see Iris just, like, pants. Like, that part, like, as much as I, like, I don't really love, like, that kind of humor where it's, like, kind of slapsticky, but, like, as much as I didn't think that was hilarious like I did understand Iris is like we have to get married right now and like the part when Barry saw her dress like I was like no like because that's like, such a thing like I'm not super traditional in a lot of ways but I feel like do not let the groom mm-hmm. like that's a hundred percent never let the groom see your dress so like that was like oh my god like I'm wondering now I'm looking at I'm like is she gonna get another dress because Barry <laughs> saw that one like so many so many questions but I could totally see like I mean, like, I think they do overblow it in some, like, them celebrating other people's, like, love dying was a little bit much. But, like, I understand them being, like, we want this, our perfect wedding, and, like, we want these things to happen, and these things are now not happening, and we're sad. And you get, ideally, you only get it once. That should be your, your true love fantasy Cinderella Prince Charming wedding. That's, that's what it comes down to. All the girls who are listening, you can add in. Like, please feel free to tweet us on the Flash podcast. And I don't know, tell me, tell me your ideal wedding. (laughs) Please send us all your Pinterest, send us all your Pinterest wedding boards. Just to clarify myself. Especially if you want to have a winter wedding. Just to clarify myself so that I don't come off as a day. I have no problem with women like being, I mean, that's what I love about women. Women are very, women are very well organized. They're they're good at what they do. The the only thing I just didn't like what I was doing this episode was that, she wanted to elope and that she was doing like, like being a little bit insensitive at th- that funeral. And then also like th- to the minister who was having a rash, she was just like, oh, just walk it off. I'm not pairing sheets to told him, walk it off. And I'm like, girl, like it's, it that was, a- was a little out of character. I, I agree. Yeah. That, that, was, the only, that was my only problem. Bit- I don't think, like I'm not saying like you know like women should not be like well planned and stuff like that for wedding. Like, I totally respect that. I just didn't like when she went a little bit insensitive and kind of like at the you know at the funeral and just you know I mean she was like flipping over the the um, the photo of the deceased person. I'm like, what's happening? I don't understand. So for women after listening, I was not trying to tear down like that. You should not be planning your your dream wedding stuff like that that's perfectly fine i'm not planning on getting married in my life ever but like, i totally respect that i was just having an issue with the fact that she was being a little little insensitive at the whole f- church thing all other things that's fine plan a plan ahead that's totally fine by me so please don't kill me because i am not that type of dude i'm just saying um there was one more thing we had that was revealed in this episode um joe is gonna be a dad again as he loses one son, he's going to get another kid because Cecile is 
pregnant. So, Amy, what are your thoughts on Cecile being <laughs> pregnant just as Wally took off? Um, ooh, so Joe's already done this a lot. Like, he is the perfect dad. I love this idea of Barry being like Uncle Barry and Auntie Iris. No, wait, they'd be sisters. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Wait a sec. I, well, I guess... Barry would be Barry, a brother in love. Oh, yeah. Love. yeah. That took that, me a real second to figure that, that out. That's really yeah, weird. There's their kids. Yeah, what would their kids call, call Barry and Iris? What if well, Barry and Iris had a kid, like, at the same, like, just a year apart? How weird would that oh be? Hi, God. I'm raising you with my half-sister. Cecile um, and Iris are, like, pregnant at the same time. <laughs> I just realized something. <gasps> this is father of the bride, too. There's a lot of kids going on on these TV this season. There's a new kid on Supergirl. So, um, Marnstein's daughter on Legends is pregnant. But Oliver is now, you know, a full-fledged father because he has William. And now, Cecile, like, what is going on with these shows? They're, like, they're too in sync that there's a pregnancy there, a pregnancy there. Someone is getting a teenage daughter and someone is getting a teenage um, son. It sounds like the perfect opportunity to have a team from the future made up of all their children coming back in the past to save them. Mm. Obviously. I want to call it Little Legends. I want to call it Young Justice. <laughs> young, young Justice, just, that's oh, Young too. Justice is good, too. Oh, hell. This is a great idea. <laughs> I don't have a better way to up one up that. That's great. Brittany, what were your thoughts on uh, Cecile being pregnant? And do you think it's a boy or do you think it's a girl or do you think it's twins? Ooh, um, I'm going to say boy. And also, I don't know. Like, it was weird that he was, like, kind of bummed out about it. Like, I get that you've done the whole dad thing and your kids are, like, way grown up and you're just like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I don't want to be a dad right now. But I don't know. Like, that's a, like a scary thing to tell your partner. And it was kind of, like, a weird... I mean, I'm sure he'll be, like, smiling in, like, the, the open of the next episode and it'll be all resolved super quick. Um, but, yeah, it's an interesting, like, twist. I think a lot of people figured, because of, like, the comics history and stuff, that Barry and Iris would definitely be having kids. And I don't think anyone saw this coming. So I do think it's a nice little, a little twist. And like, part of me was like, what if they have a speedster? I don't know how that'd be possible. But, like, there was that part of me that didn't think of that. Like, Joe has Easter a latent child. speed... Joe has some kind of speedster gene that he gives to... But, like, he can't have it because Barry's not his biological son. Anyway, I was thinking a lot of weird things. But... I mean, I think I'm now totally on board the Barry and Iris need to have a kid at the same time as Joe and yeah. Cecile. Like, that needs to happen. Well, maybe, that's, yeah. maybe so. this is why uh, Barry was saying we're going to need more diapers. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh. I'm just, I'm oh, just saying. Then, oh, my gosh. And Joe saying this house is, house is bitching made me go, like, crazy. I was just... I was really excited that they threw that line back in there. All the thing I was going to add was that there was a lot of people speculating that this could maybe be the way they bring in Daniel West into the universe through Cecile and Joe. But uh, I I don't know if they were going to go that route because then, I don't know, I, I don't think we need a, a crazy psychotic West brother. So, but uh, I, it's, I mean, it's intriguing. I just laugh at the fact that there's so much, like, connecting themes right now on all the shows. So, like, I'm just mm-hmm. waiting I'm just waiting to see, like, what's, what's going to happen now with them. Um, mm. What's her? What's uh, Amy? What's uh, Martin's uh, daughter's name? Is it Lily? Lily. 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 I want to see what's happening with her baby. So it's like, yeah, there's a. Uh, I mean, her baby's the new Firestorm. Or From, she's the new Firestorm. She's. The, I mean, she's my pick for new Firestorm, hundred percent. But of course, that means something has to happen to the baby. Oh lord, which is concerning. She could just Unless leave it find with a future version. Well, she could just have a baby, leave it with her husband, be like, "You take care of this kid. I'm going to go out and save the world." But Done. she has to breastfeed. Oh my gosh! Not not all moms breastfeed. 
Yeah, and you can. That's not. It's not like a twenty-year commitment. Also, you you can pump your milk and put it in bottles and save You're it. We're like not my talking mom about did. this. Are you saying that she's gonna pump enough enough milk so that she can be gone my for eighteen episodes? Work, my mom was a working mother. She, you can do it. You can make it work. Are you kidding? You can save the day. She can have, and, she can have the baby like in a sling. At the same time. All right, fine. I was do. wrong. The baby could come with them. Oh my god! Can right, you like I just want to like one of those. She's like a, in a baby sling, and she's like fighting crime with one a- hand a- and like feeding her with a bottle with the other hand. Amy, yes. make Rory with a baby. Oh you're my wel- god! You're welcome. The best <laughs> she's like you. She's like you stay on the wave rider with the baby. I gotta go outside with Jax, and like Meg's just like, what do I do with this thing? He <laughs> like puts it in the cage with the mouse. Hey, he's, like do you, do, he's like drink, he's like offering his beer to the baby. Do you want to be the new fire, new Captain Gold? I have a spare gun. <laughs> but uh That's a thank well th- th- thank you thank you very much i appreciate that uh we have before we continue we have to actually let amy go because amy is going to rehearsal for her new play you want to tell the uh, listeners a little bit about that and let people know where they can find you <laughs> what i'm excited uh, yeah. for you why are you laughing i'm excited for you no it's i'm excited too i haven't done this in almost 10 years i am in a musical locally in san diego it's into the woods one of my all-time favorite musicals it is playing from november 30th through december 17th down at the 10th avenue arts center it's with the sapphire theater company you guys can find me on twitter at amy underscore marie 97 and i will post links to uh where you can get tickets if you're local in san diego um if you're not local in san diego but maybe you are an artist or someone who wants to uh, advertise with the theater company we have all kinds of space in our program shameless plug uh because the more advertisements i get the more free tickets i get for people and those free tickets include a drink ticket so um please i would love for you guys to come it's a superb cast it's an incredibly short rehearsal period which is why i will probably be on this podcast a little bit less frequently for the first half of the season but i'm really 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 so excited like oh my gosh you guys have no idea it's it's well worth the a gazillion hours on top of two jobs and two podcasts it's so 100 percent. just i missed it i missed acting so much I'm just I'm just sad I can't fly down there and see the play because I really want to see you. Like I mean, when we did the special song for the musical podcast crossover, like I listened to it, I'm like, oh girl, Amy goes like I mean I know Amy has a voice, but like she has like a voice. <laughs> so I I'm really yeah, but you know we will if you're in the San Diego area, make sure to go and see that. And uh, it starts play when does does the play start going in end of November, right? Yeah, November thirtieth. Awesome. So weekend after Thanksgiving. Fantastic. Okay, awesome. We were going to make sure that we will promote it so people can uh, buy their tickets. And uh, we're going to wish you a break a leg, as they say in the biz. Um, I probably said it wrong anyway. So, uh, But we will see you hopefully next week to talk about a new DC here that's coming. So uh, thank you so much for joining us, Amy, and have a, have a good luck on the rehearsal. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> Okay, so well, Brittany and I are still here, so hopefully you will. You guys are still that like, you haven't turned off your pod or something like that because we still have some a few more cool things to talk about. Brittany, I want to talk to you about. We learned something huge about the Finker this week, and that he is not necessarily the connection. He is the connection to how these new metahumans, but we also have a connection now to, through Team Flash because what did we learn about Barry's escape from the Speed Force consequences? I really liked that. We learned that the breach, Barry coming back from being in the Speed Force was what, and like, a, I guess the Speed Force energy hitting the bus, is that what caused dark matter. Yeah, the dark, dark matter. matter? That's right. 
yeah, that's what caused all these in, these metahumans. I mean, I look at just a specific a specific number. Like we know there was twelve metahumans on this bus, or twelve people on this bus who now are metahumans. And so I like that there was kind of like not everybody in the area got attacked. It was just like this one thing. And so now we kind of know who to look out for. And yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Like especially Cisco being like, oh my god, like we created the villains that we now have to like go after. That and but even that being connected back to the thinker and how the thinker, you know created the samuroid that like to make Barry come back like all these little things that you're just like oh my god this guy is so good you know making it happen I thought that was a really cool interesting connection I have to agree I uh, I mean I will say that I was a little bit disappointed because I was really hoping that this was going to be a way to establish that there's other metahumans in in the universe that aren't just in Central City and that only get their powers through the particle accelerator explosion because it make I mean in DC comics like that's the thing like there's metahuman genes in people all over the world so you don't, like it doesn't have to be through just one event but maybe that's something they will build they will build up to throughout the whole the whole course of the whole Arrowverse because I mean if you think about it, these shows are still pretty fresh so and it, I think it took like at least like six seasons or something of Smallville to kind of start establishing that the people people didn't only get the powers through the, the meteor rocks. They, you know, some of them were born with it. Some people were, I mean, like, we had Aquaman on Smallville, and he was, you know, he was born with it because he's half Atlantean. So, and then, you know, Bar Allen, you know, people who read the season's 11 comic of Smallville will know how he got his powers. So, but I like the fact that the thinker is, we're really starting to see that he isn't just a guy sitting in a chair and just f- pretending that he is, like, a big deal. He is a big deal because... We see all the connections, and I like the fact that the team also kind of—they don't know who it is yet, but they still—they still acknowledge the fact that they kind of start to see some threads being connected here. Because otherwise, I mean, I—I I want to see. I mean, that's the whole theme of the season: the fast men alive versus the fastest, um, the fast smart, the fastest mind alive. So, I am. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who the other ten metahumans are. We know that Kilgore was one of them, and that Rebecca Sharp was one of them too. And then we saw. I think we saw like another like we we saw another woman with brunette hair and then I think a guy. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask who else did you notice who else was on the bus? Because I was gonna go back and I didn't have chance to like look at these people who were on the bus and see like do we know them yet? Is it like was the elongated man on the bus? Is he one God, of I those metahumans? I hope he's not. I mean, but I guess that that's what they're gonna do because again, it, I mean, they're just doing it so they're, they're making it too easy for themselves, but. You know, it is what it is, but I, yes, they, I looked at, I went back and looked, and it's, none of those characters, like, there, there were no names to them. There was just, we saw a guy with glasses, and then another, you know, a brunette woman, and that was it. I think that's why, because I don't think, like, I, I think it was, the whole point was there was supposed to be 12 people on, on that tri- bus, but that, yeah. essentially. I think it's a little, it's a little tease that they showed, like, when they did show, um, like, on the bus in the very beginning we didn't know yet, yet that they were important and i like that they kind of that the end you're like oh i want to go back and see who maybe if i know the actors or just to like pay attention to them just to get their faces in your heads so when they show up next time you're like oh yeah they were on the bus yeah i i'm actually looking at the scene right now to kind of get get a frame of reference i i can see let's see i'm there's a bus driver on there so that technically that could be 13 people then and there yeah there's a brunette woman who looks like that away when rebecca nods to her and then there's kilgore and then there's a guy with glasses and then i believe like when she when you you have to you have to look very quickly 
pun intended. There. But there's there seems to be a blonde woman in there too. That is like her fl- like the the camera is not focused on her, so it's kind of a little blurry. But yes, that's the only we saw her right uh, so far. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, Ralph was one of them. And um, but that way, that's another way to establish that not all of them will turn into villains. Because so far, I mean, I that's thing, I don't want all twelve of these new metahumans. To just be like, oh, there's just another extra set of villains. Like, I would love to see... Which is why it would be interesting if Elongated Man... Because isn't he supposed to be a, a friend? Like, he's supposed to work with Barry, right? Well, well it seems that... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, I don't no, no, know. No, 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 I thought no. he was a good guy. Well, no, but the way they, they, they describe um, Elongated Man, like, in the official synopsis for next week. I mean, my my, my mild spoiler... Um, in the synopsis, it mentions Barry runs turns runs into his old nemesis Ralph Dibney. So they, I guess they, oh, okay. maybe they, maybe they were, you know, like rivals in high school or something like that, which would be kind of funny. Like he started as a rival, but then they actually do form a friendship and a a, a, a dynamic duo of a kind. But uh, I mean, the trailer that came out today for it, I mean, I'm really excited for Long Game. Like this week, this week on Legends. I was really excited for the introduction of Zari, who in the comments is Isis, but they were obviously not called Isis because hashtag politics. <laughs> uh, but and, and she was superb. And now next week I, we're gonna get Harley Sawyer as the elongated man, and I'm really really excited for that. So I uh, I love that each show is like introducing like new like DC characters and doing them really really well. And uh, except for maybe, maybe I don't know. And I think so far they've done a really good job on all all shows. But yeah, I it's interesting to see what what's what else is coming for the thinker. That we don't know the whole plot yet to his evil plan. Like he, all we know is that he's he doesn't he's like, have he's them like, all. He's yet. like playing. He's like playing Pokemon. He's like gotta catch them all. But like we don't know what he's gonna do with them. Like once he has them. Well, then he's playing a really bad game, I guess, uh, because Pokemon <laughs> is boring. Um, and yeah, like, I don't, I've never, I just played Pokemon Go, which I did enjoy. That's I get that's fine. I mean, like I mean, again, Digimon is obviously superior than, than Pokemon. <laughs> so it's like I mean, I I got nothing. Yeah, I mean, you want yeah, like, you want to catch like, me outside. <laughs> I like that even though they're kind of one-off villains, so far I feel like we do. There is that sense that they're going like they're all these little like these pawns, like because he has you know they have like Barry and and Team Flash has like the white Paschega bring back the the whiteboard. They have their whiteboard and he has his cameras set up, and um, so we know. I feel like that these villains are not going to be like I feel like we're going to see Hazard again. We're going to see Kilgore again because of the way that. Uh, the thinker seems to be using them. Like, I don't think they're just going to be one-offs. Like, I feel like we're going to see them again. And also, let him keep, like, him, them keeping the samurai helmet and then him using that as a camera. Like, come on, guys. How dumb are you? Like, number one. But also, how smart is he? Like, he just, he's so good. Ugh. So you're really enjoying this. You, it's glad to hear that because I know that uh, I was I was on Kat's, uh, Kat uh, Kalamia, who does Legends Podcast, Tiny's Podcast. I was on her show, Media Madness, last week. And she is so far not a huge fan of The Finger. And I know there's, I've seen some other people that think he's cheesy. But I'm like, I think it's one of the most refreshing villains that we've had in a very long time as a big bad. Because, I mean, look. Right. Top, I mean, maybe because yeah. we have been complaining about the speedster villain. Maybe that's why it just feels so refreshing. Well, I mean, it is, but it's like, I mean, I don't feel like we're, like, being desperate in terms of just loving him just because we are so desperate for seeing a villain that is not a speedster, but I think it's, like, it's well-developed. Like, he's not, they're not giving away everything yet. He ha- Like, he's, they're really making sure that he is portrayed as someone who is literally smart 
And, yeah, uh, I, and I like the slow burn. I like they're not, uh, pun intended, like running to the finish line and like throwing, you know, I like that we haven't, that Barry doesn't even know he exists yet. You know, I kind of enjoy that. Yeah, I and I and you know I was going to bring up something that um, may tie into last week's episode at the end with uh, the whole Iron Heights thing because I wonder if the warden is actually like one of the thinkers uh, inside inside men so that when all these metahumans ends ends up eventually at Iron Heights maybe he that's his way of kind of like, here's your army use them or whatever but. Um, I I I like that it's like it's like a chess game. I I saw you tweet something very hilarious about like he's not playing checkers, he's playing chess. Oh, because that's the thing that Lin Manuel Miranda always says. He says I'm like whenever people like tweeted him about like lyrics in his music, he always says I'm playing chess, not checkers. And so I thought that was a like I think it's like a saying. I've never heard of it before, Lin, but um, that's what exactly. I mean, he's literally playing chess at the at the very end. You know, you see the thinker actually playing chess, and he knocked over like a red like king i don't know maybe it was a king or a queen i don't play chess obviously but i like that he's so like he's always two steps ahead he he obviously he knows barry's the flash like he's literally two steps ahead of any villain we've had on the show so far like he he has that camera he knows everything pretty much so it's just it's interesting it's very interesting when you mentioned lin-manuel miranda i can't say his name probably but when you mentioned i'm like man i i'm still hoping that one day, like, he comes on the flash. Like, oh my god, my petition right now is for him to join Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I also would like to see him on anything. I mean, why would you want to stuck, you know, get him stuck with Andy Samberg when he could be working with Grant Gustin? Well, because he actually watches Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't know if he uh, watches superhero TV, but you know, he's a very busy man. Terry Crews is like, I mean, I don't watch it regularly, but like, Terry Crews is like the heart of that show. And then all the oh. women. But like it's Andy just... Samberg, I just can't. Mm-mm. Oh, I love him. I have the biggest crush on Andy Samberg. I don't judge. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh God. I coming up as like the biggest sexist in this episode. Like first I'm like, oh my God, like Iris is going Gaga wedding. Even though like it was, it was just that one scene. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, Brittany likes Andy Samberg. Oh my God. Um, but but we know since this last week that you have really odd taste for things. Uh, Inspector Gadget, the movie, Spider-Man Free. Um, no, I'm not going to shame you. <laughs> Anyone is allowed... <laughs> I, no shame. No, no, shame no, no, shame, no shame at all. Um, what else? Is there anything else you want to discuss about this episode? I mean, we talked about the pregnancy. We talked about Wally's. Yeah, I think, I think we got everything that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I'm gonna mention a few quick Easter eggs um, that we had in this episode. And when Harry mentions that um, that breakup cube, I still can't understand it's the thing. He complained <laughs> about the Atlantean plastic. Now I didn't realize that in Atlant in Atlantis, you know where Aquaman comes from, that they actually had plastic there. So that's um, that's interesting. But the more intriguing part is. The the mention of Blue Valley. That's actually where Wally was was born in the comics, and he there's a couple of superheroes who lives there. I know Star Girl actually comes from um, from Blue from Blue Valley. Sadly, they kind of messed up uh, Star Girl in this universe, so there's no chance in hell that we will see that connection. But that's where also uh, Pat Dugan, who was um, um, not Star Sprinkle Kid, but he was uh, Stripesy before, and uh, who is. Uh, 
and I believe he, yeah, he's, uh, he said Courtney Whitmore's AKA Stargirl's stepdad. So there's a, that was a fun DC connection that, and that could maybe be a good way to let Wally be a hero on his own for a little while. And but I wonder who this friend is because I wonder, like, what if it's like a DC character that we haven't seen yet? And, um, I don't know, like, I, I mean, I, it's gonna be weird without having, not having Wally for the next couple of weeks, um, but, and he will be, at least, I mean, at least he's coming back. I mean, at least he didn't get the Roy Harper treatment. And then again, that's not, that's not me trying to shame on air or anything. Like that. I'm going to try to tone it down a little bit this season. But like for, for me, like I actually, never, I don't like necessarily how they dealt with Roy when he left the show. I mean, I, I accept the fact that that was Colton Haynes' reason he wanted to leave and so he had issues he wanted to deal with. But I don't like how he they essentially had to kill off the name Roy Harper in the public eye. Now, So now he basically has to, be in hiding all the time but at least Wally got somewhat of a more respectable I don't know it's it's really weird to phrase this whole situation situation especially now that we talked to Amy like because she kind of you know there's some good she brought up some good points that I hadn't thought about so now I'm but I'm still upset I mean I definitely know that you're also upset Amy eh, name. wow what's up with me and names tonight um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah overall like um, if you had to rate this episode eh, Brittany what would you rate it I would give it four out of five lightning bolts. I think it was fun and it was funny. It wasn't my favorite episode. It wasn't my least favorite. It was like maybe maybe three and a half. Three point five lightning bolts out of five lightning bolts. I will give it three point zero out of five point zero <laughs> uh, breakup cubes. In. And I would uh, I again I plus I, a, plus a tissue on the side. Oh my god! I couldn't when he was explaining like what the cube does and like what the message was, and then I he... think that's the part that made me the most mad. Like that's why I was like, "Oh, Harry's such a jerk." I forgot how much of a jerk he is. He's like because he was so like very stoic at that part. But then I forgot that was kind of like his thing. Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think that justifies him like outing to everyone that Jesse loves her virginity to Wally, and the way he did. It, I'm like, I'm like, boy, simmer down now. That's that's a little bit insensitive. That he's like, you know, he wants what he also wanted to let you. She wants what wanted to know that um, you know, because you were her first. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that was that was like awkward dad moment. You're like, why would you tell that to everyone, dad? And I love how everyone just got so uncomfortable. Like, I love how mom like Caitlin went at him. Like, you know, they were first alerted that something's going on with Rebecca, but she's like, we're not done with you, Harry. And he's like, what? Did <laughs> yeah that was cute she was kind of like looking out for wally and stuff yeah but uh, overall like i i think it's um I, I i prefer these two first episodes of the season this one i i have very mixed feelings about but uh, but again i'm loving the fact that at least there are some light moments in, in the show again there's i mean it's fun again and there's some good drama as well like it's not just full-on comedy but um but yeah but that's gonna be our discussion of um Look, bi lady, but uh, Brittany, do you want to read some uh, feedback from our listeners before we uh, wrap up the show? Okay, doke. So we have some tweet feedback. So from at Marcella's ear, really fun, lighthearted episode. Grant, Candace, Carlos, and Tom were all hysterical. Glad the thinkers' plan is coming together. Wally's departure was abrupt, but at least it made sense for the character. I hope the showrunners or someone explains the behind the scenes. Uh, hashtag the Flash. At J. Garrick 400, the West Allen Church scene was comedy at its best. Candace and Grant's comedic timing was perfect. Happy for Joe and Cecile. Not happy about what they're doing with Wally. At um, Masha Monique, Malsha, sorry if I 
cannot pronounce that. Happy we got to see more of the thinker. Grand Candace are so great with the comedy. Hilarious stuff. So sad to see Wally go, though. Sad face emoji. At Amy, uh, I missed it. Such a fun episode. I was laughing so hard through most of it. The West Allen church scene was the funniest the show's ever done. I guess everyone liked the church scene more than we did. Well, you guys, I mean, you, I mean, it's, it's like you and Amy enjoyed it. Me and Amy was, didn't like oh, We were did. like, it, I enjoyed parts of it. Same here, but it was just kind of like, the, if you look at it as a whole, I kind of feel like, I mean, they, they're perfect. They're absolutely right. Grant and Candace have fantastic chem, uh, chemistry and comedic, comedic beats, but it was kind of like, it does, it's not worth it at the expense of a character's, you know, normal behavior, if that makes sense. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, th- that's that's the point of podcasts, that we can g- have different opinions, where, you know, but it's from listeners and hosts and stuff like that. So, but go on. At Sammy Sosa, this episode was way better than 402, in my opinion, but I wish they'd given Wally some more respect. Can't wait to see him when he gets back. At Rachel Eiley, sad to see Wally go, even if it was just for a few episodes. Feel Felt kind of like Kind of filler-like. A lot of hijink-style humor. Wasn't my favorite. I'm sad Jesse and Wally broke up without so much as a cameo from Jesse. Not cool. From Just Jessica. Sorry. Is it from Just Jessica, Jessica Jones? Maybe. Just Jessica, not Jessica Jones. She's like a Madonna. She only has one name. The show's tone this season has been so light and really taking it back to what got me so invested in the show. The scenes are hilarious, the actors are really shining, and the villain has been so good, and we're only in the third episode. I have a theory that maybe Joe and Cecile's kid is Daniel West or or Wally West version of Reverse Flash, because why else would they give Joe another kid? From A Babyish 14. Another great and lighthearted episode. It's interesting seeing the voice of Rini from Sailor Moon as a villain. Once again, Candace and Grant have great comedic timing. The whole scene, seeing the dress and church scene was funny. Here's to West Allen wedding planning going better in the future. I'm really going to miss Wally. It's sad that he feels that way. Hopefully we can see him sooner than later, especially for getting a West baby. From Lauren Waters. Hi, guys. Really like this week's episode. I loved seeing the whole team together at the beginning. It reminded me a lot of season one. I can't believe Cecile's pregnant. I wonder if this is how they're planning on doing with Tornado Twins if they don't want to make Iris pregnant. I'm really going to miss Wally, but I do think it's for the better. If the writers don't have a story to tell with the character, I think it's better they do let the actor go than continue to have them on the show with nothing to do. Still going to miss him, though. From Travi Baby. Hi, yes, I knew it. The gibberish Barry was scribbling after getting back from the Speed Force was based on things he witnessed in the time stream, including the future. This house is bitching indeed. My guess is that other things Barry wrote on the wall will unfold in future episodes. What do you all think? I, yeah, I think we did, because like you said the tornado twin, or the diapers thing, twin, the diapers thing could be about the Joe again. Uh, Cecile having a baby, so I think that's there's definitely clues hidden in there for sure. Yeah, no, I, I there's they didn't just make her pregnant just for the sake of it. And it's, it's not like they're just gonna make her pregnant and kill off the baby from the night time because that's I don't think that's not really the Flash's style. But uh, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. That that's the one of the few beauties of having twenty three episodes is that they can like they don't have to rush through it. But also, 23 episodes is way too much anyway. But, you know, I will digress. But uh, that's going to be... That, that's all the feedback we have for this week. Uh, it seems like everyone really enjoyed the episode, but it had similar issues that we had. So, guys, remember, if you want to have your thoughts read on the show, you can tweet us at the Flash Podcast, or you can email us your longer thoughts if you don't want to just put in one tweet. You can email us at theflashpodcast.com, and we will read as many as we have time for every week, because we do love hearing from you. 
But that's our episode discussion of uh, Luck B.I. Lady. So we're going to do some quick plugs and then we're going to wrap up the show for this week. So, Brittany, where can listeners find you on social media and your other projects? You can find me on Twitter at Kinda Movie Snob, K-I-N-D-A Movie Snob. You can find me writing for Screen Rant and writing for The Marvel Report. And this weekend, you can find me at L.A. Comic Con, where I'll be dressed as Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh my god, you go, go, are you going to the re- reunion panel? Um, I don't know. I'm just dressing as Sabrina. I'm not, I have no plans for this con at all. <laughs> Other so, than going to the Marvel Report panel, which you should all go to if you're going to uh, Comic-Con, which is on Saturday at 4 o'clock. And listeners, you can find me on my public Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Andy Babacht. It's spelled uh, B-H-B-A-K-H-T. I, I'm currently writing reviews and doing a few editorials for TV Fanatic, including DC TV stuff. And I'm also co-hosting the Titans podcast with Kat, Amy, G, and Corey. We just did another episode about the latest casting for Titans, which I'm really excited about. So you guys should definitely go listen to our discussion about that. And I also run the mobile port with uh, great people like Brittany and many more so if you want all your fixed marvel stuff you go to marvel.com and also please do come do come to our panel this weekend i i'm saying i'm gonna be able to be there with the whole gang but you guys if you're big marvel fans you should definitely go there and i also run the whole dc podcast network so that's why i am i am definitely busy i had i was live being riverdale tonight and someone was like why are you not you're not doing a riverdale podcast i'm like bro this do you, do, it's not like i'm busy already so um yeah so I, I do a lot of stuff online, but uh, listeners can also find the Flash Podcast at theflashpodcast.com where they can get all the latest news, trailers, information, synopsis, uh, photos, and uh, the comic book reviews from Tariana, as well as the latest episode of the Flash Podcast uh, on the flashpodcast.com website. We, all, we do have new photos up for the next week's episode, Elongated Journey Into Night, which will feature... Danny Trejo as Gypsy's dad, Breacher, and then the first appearance of Harley Sawyer as Elongator Man. So, and we do have a trailer up there as well. So, if you want to go and see some of the special effects that we're going to be witnessing throughout the season, you should definitely go to our website. You can find the podcast on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope, all at The Flash Podcast. We also want you to make sure that you're subscribed to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And when you're on iTunes, do us a little favor because we do appreciate it if you just have a few minutes. Go to iTunes, hit subscribe, and then leave us a rating and review. Preferably five stars. Let us know what you love about the TV show as well as what you love about the podcast. Because the more support we get, the more iTunes reviews we get, the more, the, the more it helps us and the more the, the more noticeable it gets. And it does also help us for, you know, for things like interviews and con appearance and stuff like that. So... Your support does mean a lot because what would the flashback be without you amazing listeners? So if you have a few moments of your time, go to iTunes and leave us a uh, five-star iTunes review. And you should be listening to us also live if you are a fan of the Mixer Radio Network on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern via the mix via the mix.fm. And also, if you love all things DCTV, then you need to go to the best DC Podcast Network on the whole internet. You you should go to DCPodcast.com and find all the amazing podcasts we have for Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, iZombie, classic DCTV shows, and the upcoming DC Comics properties, Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titans. You can find the DC Podcast on social media at the DC Podcast on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're and we also have a mega feed, so you can listen to all the podcasts in just one feed uh, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. 
And if you have any questions for us, uh, or if you want to know about comic recommendations, if you want to send us anything, nice things though, email us the flashbucket at gmail.com. And that's it. There's a lot of plugs, but be sure to check it all out because it's totally worth it. So that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Flash Podcast. We always appreciate you guys listening, so let us know what, how you're loving Season 4 of the Flash so far. Tweet us, just let us know. Um, let Brittany and Amy and I know about your, if you have any wedding plans, <laughs> you know, what your wedding would look like. Uh, your uh, What was it, Amy? said she has Pinterest for uh, her uh, See, this is what we need Andrew on the podcast today. He has, probably has lots of wedding uh, knowledge for us to share. But... Uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode of The Five Brothers, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And from all of us here on the podcast, I'm Andy B. And I'm Brittany. And we will see you next time on The Five Podcast. Mm-hmm.